Hey, hey, listener, morning, and how are you doing? Let me hope your day is great and you're doing well too. Today we speak with uh, someone who has more than 100 scientific publications. Here in Rwanda, did you know that we even have someone who has close to even 50 publications? But now we have someone who has more than 100 scientific publications, highest in the region, in the region and most known by people out of Rwanda. So today we're delighted to have Professor Stephen Dulisa, medical doctor, professor of obstetrics and gynecology school of medicine and pharmacy at the university of rwanda he is here to shed more light tell us exactly their current publication and their current publication is one of uh, one of the talked about publications around uh, published in the annals of global health their recent publication is titled building trauma and ems and that is emergency medical service systems capacity in rwanda so he's going to shed more light on the lessons and recommendations and perhaps he's going to tell us exactly how is the emergency system working now in Rwanda. You're most welcome. Please stay tuned as he joins us. Thank you so much. So I was I was, I was asking, uh, please, can you tell me about building trauma and EMS system capacity in Rwanda, uh, the lessons and recommendations as we discussed earlier? What it is about is that uh, we explored uh, collaboration together with our colleagues from uh, the US mm -hmm. on how to build the capacity in emergency systems. So we strengthened our emergency system, our trauma management and the pre-hospital management of patients so we wanted to link the two uh, but on top of this we also added a component of training so that uh, the human resource capacity is also strengthened wow. so in this uh, study we are we were explored if that system can work mm. and we found it very very successful because we trained on three components one was a human resource whereby we trained emergency physicians mm -hmm. We train the pre-hospital management systems like ambulance and how to manage patients at the accident site, for example. Mm. And then leadership on how to manage uh, the whole collaboration, let's say from uh, site of an accident, how do you manage a patient on site, how do you transport a patient, how do you receive a patient. So if a patient arrives in an emergency, how do you build uh, teamwork so that everyone at the uh, hospital or at, at any, any emergency can collaborate and uh, all add together to save lives. So, so that does, is what we did. Does this research change the already existing triage system at the emergency department? Yes, yes, it does because uh, before we did not have all this linked up together. There was not a really a big pre-hospital care. You would wait for a patient to come by themselves. Now we established like an ambulance system equipped with uh, emergency care, at least basic. And everyone knows what to do, knows the emergencies, knows how to manage them. And when they arrive at the hospital, everyone is prepared from the cleaner to the surgeon. But for many years, people have complained about suffering when they reach at the emergency department. For instance, you bring someone who has suffered an accident and reaching there, you find that there is someone to be taken care of. Like most people were like, oh, even my patient is also suffering. Why are they attending to this one? How do you explain someone who doesn't know about triage uh, to be patient when it comes to the emergency department? Because I've seen it many times where people say, my patient was supposed to be the one treated too. Why are they attending to this one? Yes, yes. So that is also what we did. The component we added to this was the capacity building and the human resources. So we started an, uh, a master's program in emergency medicine. So emergency medicine was never in Rwanda. We started that master's program at that time. One was to have numbers, increase the number. So of emergency medicine has just come, you mean this year? 
Yeah, no, it started uh, six years ago. Program started around 2016. So we started the masters at that time. So that was to make sure that you have people who are uh, trained, who can manage. And once we finish the training at Sashka, we deploy them in different hospitals in the country. Once they go there, then they make the triage system well built based on scientific evidence. So if a patient comes, then you will say the green, the red, the yellow, and so on. So if any patient comes in the triage, they would put them in these categories. And if you have one surgeon, then you would know I start with patient A, then patient B, then patient C, based on that categorization. It's very good. So you mean this is going really to change the whole system of how people have been handled? And this yes, is yes, this, yes. This, based this is, on who is needs it most. And this is good news to our health system, I think. Of course, of course. So what are the lessons and recommendations that you got from this study? Mm. Or what some of the lessons that you learned and what are you recommending? Well, what we did and what we recommend is that even with limited resources in uh, countries like ours, we can have our patients managed optimally as, as uh, patients in the developed countries if well trained. So we use our literal resources to build up a system that can respond to patient care as good as in developed countries. So still, if you build a system, you can uh, achieve a lot um, if you are organized. So the recommendations, what are you recommending? The recommendation is that to build an emergency system without uh, forgetting the, the human resource capacity development. Wow, that's really very great talking to you, Professor Lulisa. Uh, have a good day and thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you once again for joining us at Rwanda Health Magazine Podcast. My name is Arafat. We promised that we'll be bringing you qualified professional doctors in the country to discuss about health matters. And today we are talking about malaria vaccine, the new vaccine. Last month, the first malaria vaccine was given a green light from the World Health Organization. Malaria kills hundreds of thousands of people every year with majority on the African continent because it has been talked about for many times. But this new vaccine has got some significant drawbacks. First, it's only 30% effective at preventing kids from getting hospitalized and the overall it's only 40 percent effective in blocking infection and this is significantly very very low but today we have dr emabli between Moremi, the division manager marelia neglected tropical diseases and other parasitic diseases at rwanda biomedical center he's going to tell us about this new vaccine what are we waiting for to have this vaccine rolled out in rwanda so because we believe uh, one of the serious diseases that are killing many in the country is malaria everything about this new vaccine and what rwanda plans to have people vaccinated for malaria thank you so much doctor for joining us on this discussion yes this is the formal communication as i was saying from the minister of health yeah this was communicated on that day when the, the vaccine was approved and uh, the communication was that rwanda is planning to have a malaria vaccine produced locally and this is the national plan, and I don't think we can discuss about uh, procuring it uh, from outside and etc. Currently, it is not yet in our national strategic plan, but based on this uh, Ministry of Health commitment, we hope to have the vaccine in Rwanda locally produced, and I think we can start using it from there. Exactly, according to you as an expert, what do you think having the vaccines, okay, we cannot maybe talk about 
uh, whether they're going to be procured to here. So we have to wait for maybe ministry to tell us exactly if we are going to use those ones produced here. So as an expert, I wanted to know, uh, what will these vaccines really improve? Yeah, this will be just an additional or supplemental intervention, not replacing existing ones, because as you can see from the WHO communication, the vaccine is targeting under five only, and its efficacy is below 50%. We may not say this will replace other interventions mm. and uh, it will only come as an additional intervention targeting specific people. And of course, uh, those people who are more than five years and uh, other people will only receive existing interventions like badness, training, case management. Mm. For children, this will be an additional tool not replacing existing one because being vaccinated may not remove the use of badness, may not remove uh, having your house bed, mm. or may not replace early diagnosis and treatment. Just an additional intervention, uh, having it raw. So you mean these vaccines are just going to be very important to young people below five years and adults, they will not be administered too? So far, this is the WHO guideline to use them for under five. Well, this is a vaccine just for, for, for malaria and uh, many more vaccines and pipeline being investigated. And they hope maybe to have more more types very soon mm. and having different vaccines will help as you can see for, for, for COVID-19 we had the different types of vaccine and the people had to choose and we can even target different people. I think for vaccine this is the first vaccine approved mm. and we can even expect more to come mm. and this will be additional interventions for many countries, mainly those in Africa, where we have more than 90% of uh, global burden of malaria. If these vaccines are deployed in Rwanda to these people below the age of five, what percentage will it reduce from the death cases of malaria in the country? I can't tell now because each country has its own context and uh, the different countries in which this vaccine was, was uh, tested, including uh, Kenya and uh, other two countries. Mm. We have different results and we may not confirm in Rwanda this should be the result. But what we know is that uh, the efficacy is below 50% and it can only reduce mainly uh, severe malaria cases. And uh, comparing to what we have in Rwanda, uh, under five children are not the most affected group. We can see that uh, severe malaria is mainly seen in even other people mm. who are delaying getting services because of this activity. I think we may not confirm right now this to be the contribution to malaria death increase in Rwanda. Okay, so you mean we, we don't just need a vaccine of, of, of children below five years, we even need vaccines that can work on adults? No, I said it should be an additional intervention. Combining intervention is very key for any program mm. because when you have your your child protected with the vaccine, mm. you are bed net, then you spray the house. This is uh, almost a full protection. Uh, it has its own contribution, but it will not re replace others. Oh, wow. Very understood. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Yeah. Mabli, for talking to us. Have a good day. Yeah.